0: Welcome to Enriched Menopause, where perimenopausal and menopausal women can learn what's going on with their bodies and how to thrive during this stage and beyond. You are not crazy and you are not alone. I'm Dr. Jessica Rich. Let's do this together. Hello and welcome back to Enriched Menopause. Today is the first of what's likely to be many episodes about mindset. Mindset makes such a huge difference in all aspects of life and menopause is no different for this. Changes in mindset have definitely helped me through tough times like the pandemic, through burnout as a physician, and through many other struggles. It's one of the biggest issues I find for women is accepting that menopause is happening. It's not something any of us can avoid. We can try to delay it. We can manage the symptoms. We can, um, you know, do everything that we can to be our best in the transition. But menopause is happening. It's a new phase of life. And part of what we need to do is accept that change is happening and find the best way to To live in this new phase. The only other times in life that we have such dramatic changes in our hormones and in our bodies and in our minds is during puberty and for many of us in pregnancy as well. For those of you who have guided daughters through teenage years or who remember them yourself, you know it can be a time of stress, of emotional turmoil, difficulty sleeping, strain in relationships. I mean, Personally, when I was going through puberty, I remember my mom and I did not get along. 12 and 13, not the closest time in our relationship, but by 15, we were back and closer than ever. So you can have dramatic changes in your relationship, whether that's dating or with your family, you can have dramatic changes in your body. So of course, with puberty, um, not only is there growth in height, but of course, breast development and changes in the way that our body curves and how we feel and changes in our our center of gravity and our balance. As a young gymnast at that time, that was also very difficult for me to accept and I think difficult for my coaches to accept as well. It can be hard to let go of the the kid that we were or for parents of the the kid that we've watched grow up from being a baby and to embrace the more mature side of that transition. Definitely the transitional part is the worst, the most awkward, but everyone expects that kids are going to go through this. We do our best to help them survive and to encourage them that things will get better, even if they'll never be the same again. We may help this transition with different treatments, whether that might be for irregular periods or for acne or for mood symptoms, but we certainly don't think of puberty as a disease in itself. We think of it as a natural process of life that everyone has to go through and that can cause a lot of, like I said, irreversible changes, but often for the better. Similarly, in pregnancy, we have dramatic changes. We have lots of weight gain. We have shifts in how our bodies feel and the shapes of them. If you're like me, you had a lot of emotional symptoms too. You might have cried at commercials like I did or got snappy with the people around you, um, had weeks or months of nausea and indigestion and changes in your bowel movements and your bladder function. After delivery, sometimes it can be even worse with this sort of fluctuations in emotions, the up and down, the thinking that everything is going wrong and that you're alone, not recognizing yourself in your own body. All of this is common in pregnancy, and while some of it takes us by surprise, we still kind of expect it to happen. Even those of us who, you know, so-called snapped back, as they say, and lost all their baby weight after pregnancy, there were still changes. Your genes never really fit in the same way again. But we don't tell pregnant women that there's something wrong with them if they're feeling emotional or if they're gaining weight. We just say, oh, don't worry, this is the pregnancy. Menopause, like puberty, like pregnancy, is a dramatic Transition. Things will never be the same again. But it's treated differently than puberty and pregnancy. And I think this is a couple of reasons. One is really the timing, it's a little bit more unpredictable. You know, with pregnancy, whether you intended to or not, we kind of have an idea of how that occurs, how long it's going to last, what are some of the things that you might feel, and, you know, what are what are things going to look like a little bit afterwards. With puberty at the same time, we don't know exactly, you know, is it going to start when you're 10 or 11 or 12, but we know it's in that kind of range of a few years. We know about how long it's going to last and what to expect on the other side. Kids may not necessarily know this going into it, but we kind of help them through it. But with menopause, it's a little different. There's such a range in the age of when it can start. As we talked about before, it can start in the late 30s or sometimes even into the mid-50s. It can last just a couple of years or even 10 years. And In society, we don't really talk about it as much. I find like most women don't really know what to expect. You know, we place so much emphasis in our society on youth and on fertility that we really see those changes that are happening in puberty, and we see those changes that are happening in pregnancy. And while things aren't perfect, all in all, we we kind of celebrate those changes. Whereas menopause isn't really seen that way. We try to hide it. It's seen as more of a transition to the end, a transition to Invisibility. And I really don't think it should be that way. I want to invite you to see it as a transition of possibility, too. It can be a time where you become more confident in yourself and what you've done and what you've accomplished and the skills that you've gained and the knowledge and experience that you've gained over time. And I want you to be brave enough to imagine what you want your life to look like in this next phase of life. So many women come into their own in menopause. It really can be a joyful time. They have the experience and knowledge to kind of help to shed those old insecurities that they may have been carrying throughout their life. You no longer need to be defined by what you look like or who someone else expects you to be or wants you to be. Many of us have done kind of our duties by this time. We've gone through school, we've done a job, or had children, or had partners, or whatever that may have been that we thought that we were supposed to do in life, and now is a time where we can really focus on what we want in life. See, when I'm talking about mindset, it's all about perception, For any of you who've done any coaching or any thought work, you know that thoughts are just thoughts. They are not necessarily true or false, and we can change them to suit our needs. Many of us think that the thoughts that we we hold are truths, that that's just the way the world is and it can't be changed. But if you really examine those thoughts, you can find that what you thought was true doesn't necessarily have to be. I invite you to see this transition as a time of exploration and growth. It's not a time to slow down and disappear or a time to become invisible, but a time to reimagine our lives and how we want to live. For some, this can be really dramatic, so shifts in relationships or careers, kind of giving up those old habits or people in your life that really aren't serving you anymore. But it's not always necessary, and and honestly, sometimes in this transition, it cannot be the best time to make those big, drastic, dramatic decisions. It may be a time to give yourself a little space and time to reflect on that, to kind of let the erratic hormones and the emotions that go along with that kind of settle a little bit before you make any major decisions in your life. For most of us, this is a time that we're just sort of starting to see these changes, starting to think about what life could be, and we don't really necessarily want to blow up the lives we have. Many of us may be very happy with the relationships that we have and with the work that we do, but just know that maybe there's something more Maybe we're rushing around from one thing to the next, just kind of trying to get through our day, and we want to create more space for joy, for new possibilities, and I think that this is really important. So I want you all to make space to explore your emotions and your desires. Give yourself time to think about and really re-examine your thoughts. What have you been holding on to that isn't serving you anymore? Try new things challenge yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally and see really, you know, what you're capable of and what you want to be. This can start with something very simple. For me, I start with the morning routine because basically if you're like me, once everyone else is up and the day is started, the needs and agenda of others start to creep in and they sabotage my plans and my priorities that I had for the day. Whether it's my kids, my spouse, my Nanny, my patients, my staff, my partner. Everyone may need or want my attention for something at a time or other, sometimes all at the same time. I'm working on my own issues of holding boundaries for that and keeping my own priorities and not always just jumping to the needs of others at every every dime. But that's definitely a work in progress. For now, the best thing that I have found is that if I get up in the morning a little bit earlier than everybody else, then I can set some time for myself to really pay attention to my needs and focus my energy and space on the things that I want. Now this might not be the same time for you. I think for a lot of women that early in the morning time works well, but for others it may be the evening or it may be midday when the kids are at school. Whatever works for you, but I want you to make some time. The world will not end if you take some time for yourself, I promise you. In that time, I typically focus on three areas. I focus on my emotional or spiritual needs and growth. I focus on something to kind of challenge me mentally and to challenge my brain. And I focus on physical challenges for my body as well. It's really important as we get into perimenopause and menopause to lean into these three areas because with all the changes that we're going through, These areas can can kind of slip along the way. You know, we lose muscle mass in our bodies. We get some brain fog that goes with the um, hormonal changes. And again, we can kind of lose ourselves and our identity in this transition. It doesn't have to be anything long or complicated. The point is really to find something that works for you and something that you can do regularly. It's a practice, an ongoing activity. For me in that morning, I start out with what I think is the most important thing, and that's for my emotional and spiritual growth. I take a morning walk by the bay near my house. I do this nearly every morning, and I don't use that time to go through my endless to-do list for the day or to power walk to get my heart rate up. Instead, I use that time to relax and clear my head, to be mindful of and appreciate my surroundings. Now, of course, in South Florida, the weather is great most of the year, so I can really enjoy what's going on in nature around me. I can see the water sometimes animals and plants around me and really just take that time to be mindful and and experience what's around me. I also take that time to be grateful for what I have and to dream and really without limits. You know, a lot of us set limits on our dreams of what is possible, but as you're making this transition, I want to invite you to really dream without limits. There's no boundaries to what your imagination can do, and nobody's policing what your thoughts are, so you can go ahead and dream. Now, for me, again, that's a morning walk, which I think of as sort of a meditation, but for you, that might be something different. It might be meditation, or yoga, or a bath, or doing something creative, like an art piece or getting a massage, Whatever that is, I want it to be something that helps you to feel free, that helps you to recharge, that helps you to feel like you're in control of what's going on in your world and around you, and that you can see possibilities. Now, after I take that time for the emotional and spiritual side of myself, then I usually do something else that's for my body. The walk was also a little bit of a warm up for my body, but then I do like to challenge myself with some exercise every morning. Sometimes that can just be like four minutes of Tabata. I might do four minutes of Tabata push-ups or squats. Sometimes it may be something more relaxing like a stretch or a foam roll and at other times it's a little bit of a longer workout whether that's strength or, or jumping on the peloton. Anything that helps to use my muscles in new ways or challenging ways to work on my strength and my balance and my endurance. Basically I want to do a little bit of that almost every day. And then for my brain to kind of get things jump-started in the morning, I usually start with a simple puzzle. For me, that's um, the New York Times Wordle game. For those of you who haven't played, it's basically finding a five-word, I'm sorry, five-letter word um, for the puzzle for the day. And it's just enough of a challenge each morning to kind of think get me thinking outside of the box and moving around pieces in my head, but also enough to give me a quick win. I can typically solve the puzzle. There's only been, I think, one that I missed (laughs) along the way, but it gives me that quick win and that quick confidence to say, okay, I had this challenge and I accomplished it. I also like to listen to a podcast in the morning on my morning commute, and it's usually something that's going to be inspirational to kind of keep me thinking about what those next steps and those next possibilities are. For you, that can look like a lot of things different. It may be something like a podcast or a book. It may be trying a new skill or a new area at work. It may be a new hobby. It may be, you know, doing something with your kids that's, you know, something that they like and something you've never done before. Whatever it is, things that help to challenge your brain and open you up to new possibilities can be super helpful along the way as well. And really, that's it. That's all there is to it. It's a simple set of steps that I use to start my day and that has really helped to set me up for success throughout the day and for really moving into this next phase of life. So I'd like to challenge you to create your own morning routine. What does that look like for you? And again it doesn't have to be morning but that time of day that's going to be your routine. Don't be afraid to experiment and to change it and don't forget to give yourself some grace. A routine is something that you set up to do every day and setting it up that way helps you to maintain it, helps you to stick with it. But I would be lying if I said that I got to my morning routine every single day. Sometimes there may be something that interrupts that, whether it's a kid who woke up early and sick and needs my attention, or maybe I decided I needed a little bit more sleep and slept in a little bit longer. When that happens, I want you to do what I try to do, and that's don't get frustrated. Don't give up. Don't say, oh, I'm never going to make this routine work. Just let yourself go. It's okay that you didn't do it that day. Just try again the next day and then the next day. And I promise you, the more you do it, the more it will become a habit. The more you will see how it changes the other aspects of your life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you will take action on this and really make it work for you. In the next few weeks, I've got a lot of exciting guests coming up to talk with you about nutrition and psychology and sex and many other things. So I'll see you next week on Enriched Menopause. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review and share with someone in your life who may benefit from this too. Remember that while I am a doctor, this podcast does not constitute medical advice and is for informational purposes only. Talk with your doctor about what may apply to you and your health. We'll see you on the next episode of Enriched Menopause.